You are listening to the Fascia Guide, a podcast about the living body, about new research and a new perspective on health, pain and what it means to be alive. The Fascia Guide is a conversation between Hans Bolin, innovator and fascia expert, Per Johansson, doctor of human ecology and historian of science and ideas, and me, Axel Bolin. This is the second episode and in the first one we talked about why we are interested in fascia, what piqued our interest. And some of you might not even know what fascia is. So this one is titled, What is Fascia? And we're going to talk about that. But it's not as simple as to say that fascia is this and fascia is that. When we have um, when we hold lectures about fascia, like an introduction to fascia and the fascia research and so on, we always start about talking we always start with talking about perspective and paradigms because this is a different way of looking at things both in terms of research so there are traditions and cultures that have seen the body as a whole for a very long time but in the modern west we don't really do that so to understand why fascia is hard to fit into the modern way of looking at the body we always start with that because it's if you look at the body as a whole if you look at the body as as one thing then it's it's a bit different. For example, we have, um, this is an example, everyone uh, knows um, that the smallest part of a muscle is a muscle cell. But fascia is the structure outside of every cell. So outside of this small muscle cell is fascia. And then the muscles are joined together. And outside of that is fascia. And outside of the whole muscle is fascia. And the fascia, and the muscle ends in tendons which is also fascia and then it um, structure itself upon skeleton and the skeleton is also the same components as fascia it's collagen fibers and some minerals but it's the same thing so looking at the body from a fascia perspective you could say that there are a bunch of cells swimming around and fascia around it and that is not how we learn to look at the body and we also learn to look at the body as something that is still or in place or, or organized or in order. We look at, uh, if you open a book, in an, an anatomy book, you, you see one part that is the neck and then you see the, the bones of the neck and then you see the muscles of the back and you see the blood vessels and you see the nervous system. You see all these things. But it's still, it's in one place. It's organized in some, some kind of layers and you don't see the fascia. You don't see it around it. You don't see the, the living flow of the body. You don't see the water or the the, fl- the fluid flow part of the fascia that's around everything. You don't see that in the book. And there we need to understand that looking at looking at the body through an anatomy book could, can never be looking at the body. So we interviewed um, Carla Stecco, who is a, a researcher, famous fascia researcher, and she talked about this as well, that you have been looking at the body in different parts but now you, you're starting to see that there is something in between everything so talking about fascia what it is has to start with talking about what a body is and how we look at it and we actually did a, a whole paper on this Per mm. we also did a whole course on this called fascia and the living body talking about how with fascia as a perspective we can't look at the body as a as different parts we need to look at the body as a whole we can't look at the body as separated from um, mind and body we need to look at it as 
one thing and we can't look at just the the theoretical side of things we need to include the, the practical things the experience and the the principles of how life actually works so maybe we should start there when talking about what fascia is yeah um the problem we have noticed when trying to explain the importance and, and uh, well, general import of the fact that fascia exists and fascia works the way it does, uh, the main difficulty seems to be both uh, conceptual and experiential, because how you think about things affects how you perceive them. So if you learn to think about the living body or the body, in the, in an anatomy book terms or in in microscopic uh, uh, preparation terms, you you look at things which are in uh, in in that form in that kind of representation they are inert, and uh, the concepts you use uh, also generally you generally without thinking about it you still can't can't help thinking about the concepts like uh, uh, the concepts uh, the names for the various organs which you can see displayed in a, in an anatomy book you 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 think of them in, in terms of co- literally i would say almost in terms of concepts as well so you don't you don't think of the heart as something which is always completely immersed and interconnected with and lives and works along with your feet Hmm. or your scalp Hmm. or well any other part of the body really and that's the problem with 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 uh, with fascia is that you you can't you can't understand the uh, the role of fascia in the living body as a whole by subdividing the body in that way so and and that means you have difficulty thinking about fascia but it also means that you have difficulty perceiving hmm. the body in the right way because what you need to perceive and and experience both in yourself and in in if you if you're working with with patients you have to learn to perceive in uh, your patients in another way as well. You you have to uh, sort of well le- well see within quotation marks see and feel how everything shifts and flows all the time throughout the body. So it's different way of of of, of almost literally seeing and definitely experiencing how how the body manifests. Hmm. When we started looking at fascia and, and what it was, it was more to understand the whole, the body as a whole. And and when I started to to question uh, to interview researchers about fascia, it it was uh, they were they were they were telling about special things, uh, the the uh, immune system or the uh, uh, about how the fascia uh, combines everything, uh, what what's happening. But but it when when we started uh, with fascia in, in 2015 and 2018, it was not the same as it is now, because then I think w- the the definition of fascia wasn't really there. 
because that then when we started talking about fascia, they were talking about layers, like histology or, or what 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 different layers are uh, and and how how should you map the whole? Because that was a problem they had. They had a problem with Carla Stecker when she did the the, uh, the Atlas Anatomy book. Uh, and Gimbeto when he did the atlas, uh, also the, the thing about the 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 the, the, uh, the fascia, they were not Gimbeto, but they were stuck in in the way of commu- communicating in in to to communicate to other specialists. What is fascia for heart? What's the fascia for uh, for a surgeon? What's the fascia for for the immune system? What's the fascia for whatever? Uh, and that's the problem because we are so specialized in different kinds of area. Also in 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 in, in sports, what what's what what's happened when when you do sports? Different kinds of sports with your with your connective tissue and your, your fascia and the body. So I think a good way of of actually uh, to to see it, what pictures we have when you when you when you can when you read about what the definition of fascia is because that's a way of of you have the, def- the the latest definition actually, so if if you read it, the definition of fascia, then it's easier to see what is this because that's another way of actually another perspective. And the thing we have when we had a fascia workshop and we had a podcast in Swedish is the hardest things to to for people to understand that it's it's a whole other perspective on on the the living body and 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 the living what we call the living ecosystem of the body. Because it's another way of looking at, at the, the living, the living being, the living, the living being. Yeah. <laughs> on on a conceptual level or on a, the level of thinking, uh, the main problem is that you you have to think in terms of flows and change. Yeah. So so no, no, nothing is where it should be all the time, so to speak. So <laughs> so uh, and this this is actually a very close analogy with with uh, the un- understanding an ecosystem correctly, because an ecosystem uh, in one way of look looking at an ecosystem is in terms of energy energy flows. Yeah. So uh, that means that everything changes and uh, and and not, nothing stays the same for for very long. Mm. Uh, and it's exactly the same uh, perspective you need to have on the living body uh, when you take fascia into account. And, and I think one, one problem might be that it's not... I, we are so used to thinking, uh, uh, conceptually thinking about organs in the body as clearly defined organs. Hmm. And then now we have this new organ, fascia, because it has been defined as a new organ in the body. The problem is it's, it's, it doesn't behave in at all like any other organ, no. or, or to m- more correctly put perhaps, it, it doesn't behave uh, in the way we have learned to think about the other organs. Hmm. Because we, we can see, th- there's the heart, there's the liver, there's the uh, musculoskeletal system, and we can see, see and illustrate these, but it, we, we can't really see the fascia we can see we, 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 you can do you can do histological research and you can do an anatomical research you can you can see the fascia surrounding cells and surrounding but you can't see as far as i know still you can't see the whole of fascia at once no it's impossible because it changed all the time so it's so it's, it's it's in that way 
in relation to our usual way of conceptualizing things visually. We, we, can't, we can't really get a grip on it. We can't fathom it, we ha- which means we have to think about it uh, as a movie rather than as an illustration in a book. And, and I, th- I think also that the thing, as Neil Tiso was one of the one who is, has has the, the uh, paper on, on that sits in the new organ, he's a uh, pathology in, in liver pathology. And um, he, he has, I think it's analogy for, for Fasci is like an uh, ants in, an, in a complex society. Yeah, and that was my example I was going to take, actually, <laughs> because when you talk about <laughs> ecosystems, just to be, to, to be conceptualized this or give the, the audience an image. Mm. Because when, you, when you're saying that, if you look at a forest, so you can say from a strictly West, Western perspective, you can say that, oh, there's a tree and there's a bush and there's a colony of ants and there's a path that has been created by animals. And you can look at it like that. But if you look at each part in detail, you can see that the tree is not the same tree as it was last year because water has been running through. It has been, uh, you call it the, the age uh, lines on the tree. It's been growing bigger. It's been growing taller. It's been, birds have come to that tree and nested here. Leaves have fallen. Leaves have um, then fallen to the ground and became new new part of the earth. And the grass has grown and died and the ants has moved and things are always changing so you don't when you look at the forest you think of the forest as as this but if you look at it if you really understand it you see that nothing is the same at all nothing everything is always changing it's always changing but it kind of looks the same so you can go into the forest and kind of um feel like you've been there before you recognize it you see that the tree is in the same place as it was but it's also always changing. And I think we have a problem with looking at, if we think of change, we think that something is changing and then becoming something different, but it could be changing and then becoming a version of the same thing, but not the same thing. So we have a way of looking at things that are, that is more, we're thinking of things as they are still. We're thinking of things as constant or static, but the, everything is moving. So if we go to, with that in mind, we could go to the definition of fascia and see what happens. Mm. So I have two definitions. One is from uh, Gimbert and Armstrong from 2015. It's one uh, that is widely used and it's very interesting. They, they're writing in their book that fascia is the tensional continuous fibril network within the body extending from the surface of the skin to the nucleus of the cell and even inside the cell. This global network is mobile, adaptable, fractal and irregular and it constitutes the basic structural architecture of the human body. If you look at if you dissect this this uh, definition it basically says that this is the structure in the body that is everywhere. It's from the skin to the nucleus of the cell. It it's and it's um, mobile. It means that it's ever changing. It's adaptable. Means that it will it will change. Uh, it will change according to what happens. That it's fractal means that it has the same structure and the same forms in different scales. So the fascia around a small cell looks almost the same as the fascia uh, in a in a larger scale in, inside the body, but it's also completely irregular. And there was this one lecture with Sean uh, Gimbertot. He's really interesting because. He has been filming living tissue. He has been filming the living body. And he's very um, 
amusing to listen to because he's um, he said that well the body is you think of the body as layers there are no layers look here it's <laughs> it's organized chaos there you have cells and their structures and there you have no cell mm. and there you have another lonely cell and there are cells everywhere and there are cells not here but not here so it's the body is much more chaotic and changing than we think but it's also extremely organized so it's more like an organized chaos than it is an organized structure the way we think of structures mm. so that's that's one of the def- definitions and then we have one that we have actually put together based on uh, the work by Robert Schleip, Carla Stecco and Helene Jean Van and some of their papers and books and that's saying that fascia is one system without beginning and end that maintains interconnection, communication and interaction between different parts of the body. Our body, everything in our body, consists of cells and the substance outside of cells, the extracellular matrix. So a tissue here is a group of cells with similar tasks, like a muscle tissue or bone tissue, and they're all encapsulated by the extracellular matrix. So this extracellular matrix is fibers. So extracellular matrix may basically mean the structure outside of the cells. So it consists of fibers, collagen, elastin, and so on, that provide some kind of stability. Those are the threads you can see that looks like a spider's web. And then we have the fluid gel-like ground substance, including hyaluron acid and water. And it's inside of this fluid that cell migration, also shock absorption, and the sliding gliding function comes. So it's actually the fluid part of the body that absorbs shocks, which we will talk about later. And this is a structure that enables the interconnection and communication between all parts of the body. So the definition of fascia is the extracellular matrix and the cells creating and managing the extracellular matrix. That's like one of them. You can look at it. This is what it is. It's those fibers and those cells, but and th- and that that fluid flow. But if you look at it as um, through the forest perspective, you could say that fascia is actually the fabric of life. So here's the definition from fascia and the living body, the document that we wrote and published in in, in early 2023. So fascia is the fabric of life, the structure and flow between all cells the extracellular matrix, and that which sustains the, the processing, upholding, connection, communication, in interaction between all parts of the body. It constitutes the basic structure architecture of the human body. Fascia consists of a solid part, a structure of fiber proteins, and a fluid part, a fluid flow of water, hyaluronic acid, and other ma- macromolecules. There are also cells which produce the components that create and maintain the fascia. For example, fibroblasts that produce fibroproteins and fasciocytes that produce hyaluronic acid. But all cells in the body, including immune cells, nerve cells, adipocytes, etc. are in the fascia. So the fibroproteins constitute a structure in all tissues. The whole network is connected to the cell's membrane and in contact with all cellular nuclei via the cytoskeleton. And the flow of the fascia streams around and within all cells. Fascia only exists in the animal kingdom and is the tissue which keeps order and, communica- and communicates with all other cells. It is the only tissue that is in con- contact with every cell in the body. So what does this mean? Well, here we're back again to the perspective and paradigm. Because if you look at one small collagen fiber somewhere in the body, if you, if you pull a collagen fiber in the arm, that movement will be 
felt in the whole body at the same time. So changing one thing at one place will affect everything else all out the body. So the ripple effect of fascia is really interesting. And that's why it's hard for us to understand it in some ways because we're not used to a problem in the foot can be connected to the neck or a problem in your stomach can be uh, affected in your little finger or we're not used to thinking of the body as as one the interesting thing is that there actually exists a scientific perspective uh, rather by now rather well established scientific kind of theory which uh, goes by the name of, of uh, uh, what what one what one says one studies is um, complex adaptive systems living complex complex adaptive systems it's a uh, a new branch of theoretical research uh, which started off somewhere in the 80s 90s and uh, i i came uh, early in contact with that field as a human ecologist and uh, interestingly enough uh, when i met you guys and you started to explain fascia to me and show me things I, I realized immediately that uh, the only way to really understand this on a, on, on a theoret- from a theoretical perspective is in terms of complex systems. Just as you only you understand ecosystems in, mm-hmm. as, to, uh, as uh, complex systems. And it's certainly no uh, coincidence that uh, Neil Tees, who's uh, uh, one of the fascia researchers contributing to this new field, recently published a book which complex, about complex, complex systems. systems yes. he, he, as, as far as I can recall, I don't think he even mentions fascia, but the book, the book is about complex, uh, complex adaptive systems, yeah. living systems. And, and, and so th- that is certainly not a coincidence. So uh, that is kind of heartening from a scientific perspective because the, you, uh, there exists an established scientific theoretical perspective which, which uh, helps on that abstract level helps one to make sense of the fascia as the you could say the wholeness organ of the body mm. in in the sen- in the very s- rather exact sense that it w- what fascia does is is um, making making it possible for the body as a whole and the body a living body is always a whole yeah it doesn't uh, fall apart <laughs> it's 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 a whole so so what fascia does is to to uh, uh, handle uh, hand, handle everything that happens all the time yeah it keeps uh, it keeps tabs so <coughs> to speak on 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 what occurs in the body every second without uh, uh, taking uh, and, and it doesn't matter where it happens because as you said if you pull one collagen fiber in one place it affects the whole and pulling collagen fibers is what you do all the time <laughs> when you exist. Yeah. And so before I, before I you go I on, Hans, just, just to stop and think about it a second. <coughs> of course the body has a system like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. So, so that's, the, exactly. that's the thing. Of course we have a way to keep everything connected, to keep everything on track, because there's, there's so many things going on in the body at the same time. So of course something in our body has to keep track of it. So, but I think the the, uh, the problem to explain what fascia is, because you try to do it out as a definition, is to uh, we are trained not to to think about it that way. 
So the problem is if you if you if you if you if you say muscle skeleton system, you get the muscles and skeleton in your head immediately because mm. that we have seen before. So the problem is is to and we have tried to to, to explain this for li- like uh, ten years now. <laughs> so, and the problem is to explain it easier, the easiest way to do it. But I think we did a drawing movie on the, um, uh, about uh, uh, that we tried to explain fascia in two thousand seventeen. And then we actually did uh, th- th- they have it they have it on the biotensegrity uh, events because Stephen Levin is in it and he. He explained that uh, the dinosaurs and and the living things was too big, and the, ske- the 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 neck was too big. It's too big. It's too too slippery on a, on a, some some animals too, because it wouldn't keep up if you don't have compression and tension. And compression and tension is is the thing to be on on Earth because we have compression by gravity. So we must have. I think the easiest way to to, to I think to explain that we have um, a space suit for the for the space that we are in this, the 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 vehicle we are in because we are on Earth and Earth has gravitation. So everything in our body has to be adapted to tension, and the tension is gravity. So when we move, we have tension and gravity in our bodies, and when we jump, we have more tension, and when we do a different thing. We we have to have a a bodysuit that's adapted to the different tension we have or pressure we have when we do things. Another way of that I try to explain the the bodysuit for three professors in in uh, anesthesia. Uh, it was uh, as a three D uh, communication grid. That it's actually a because when you have fluid uh, and you have uh, the the network, then you also have communication. And one of the guys I interviewed, I asked one time, it was uh, Thomas Findlay. He's uh, past, uh, is unfortunately dead now. But I asked him in, in a webinar because when we're going to do a scientific paper, how because he said that that fascia is communicating fifteen hundred meters per second, and I was looking, looking, and looking. Where have you got that number from? And he said that's the <laughs> that's the speed of 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 uh, uh, sound in water. Okay, <laughs> so so the the living body is using everything that it's on Earth. So I think we are communicating. We have uh, we have um, uh, we have ways of of conducting light in our bodies. We have ways of of uh, doing the fastest communication that you can have. And uh, so everything is physical and and um, chemical and and um, everything at the same time. I think our, the the problem we have in, in the scientific community is that we are so into chemistry that it's hard to understand the other things. And and <laughs> when you look, when when I started to do uh, because we we have also made a, a device for treating fascia, I was I was. I think I was. I think was. I've been looking for at least a month for, for on frequencies. What what's the frequency is in the body, and what frequencies is interesting? And the only thing you you got when you look at frequencies is the heart variation and the, and the heart frequency you have. Uh, so it's it's not. It's like uh, it's like we we're, we're not as as one of the scientists said. We are trained to not pay attention to fascia. 
because it's so hard to to see the body as a whole. And 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 actually, one of the the professors I had, Carl Offerson, was started with from the beginning. He said that you're so um, you're so not medical uh, trained, so you you ask so too many crazy questions, different questions, um, because. If you're medical trained, you're trained in in a, in a way of looking at the body more in chemistry instead of physics, and um, and we are we are in a physical planet and it's a physical body. So um, the the problem is to actually to see uh, the problem the the body the fascia system as living, uh, changing, uh, communicating. And I think we we have the we had the Swedish session of this when we talked about the fascia. Um, you you had an interesting way of looking at fascia that you said that maybe it's the fascia is is more interesting than the brain, <laughs> at least as interesting as yeah, at least inter- because it's it's so many things that you can actually detect by looking at the the the, the fascia system in the, in the perspective of of when you meet uh, customers that are in pain or in, in problems. Not, not least because the fascia is enervated as well. Yeah. yeah. And so we've been, um, as you maybe hear, we have been thinking about this a lot for the last yeah. <laughs> five years or 10 years or 15 years on how to explain this. But but one thing we, we ended up looking at, which m- many people don't, most people actually kind of know it, but men, most people maybe don't realize this, is how how knowledge is found, how how we do research today. So we, we will talk about that in a, an entire episode on why we think the way we think or why we have why we have learned to not see the body as, as alive. But to summarize it, it's everything we do when we study the body is parts. So what what I ought to start with with the anatomy book, it's understanding the part. We have experts on the brain, we have experts on the stomach, we have experts on the nervous system but it's understanding things as parts. The problem with fascia is that just understanding the parts, parts, it's insufficient to understand fascia because fascia is not only in the brain. It's in the brain and it's connected to the stomach. It's in the stomach connected to the hip. It's in the hip connected to the foot. So it's, it's the whole body at the same time, which means that you can't look at parts to understand fascia. It's... and and but. Because the research is made that way, researchers might be talking about the uh, properties of superficial fascia or deep fascia or mm-hmm. tendons or hyaluronic acid or uh, different types of collagen fibers. So they can talk about the properties of different parts, but that will never be enough to understand everything as a whole. So we have a problem in... That's that's one of the challenges with fascia research that your challenge, your, your the research methods is to look at parts, yeah. but you're trying to understand something that is a whole. But this becomes even more complex because the other problem we have is that we have separated the body from the mind. We have separated what is what is inside us from what is outside us, and we almost look at the body as an object and not mm. as part of ourselves, which means that we don't connect how thoughts and feelings affects our physical body in a scientific way fully. And this is interesting because because the fascia is spread endlessly throughout the body and because it's connected to everything 
uh, let me make it really easy with an example and it's stress so if i'm if i'm stressed i could be stressed by anything a thought an idea a feeling a memory and but when i'm stressed my body will react to it my physical body will react to my emotional mental environmental stress and that stress can uh, increase adrenaline or cortisol it can um, tense and muscles it can send uh, more blood to different parts it uh, increases the level of sugar in my in my blood so i get more energy to fight the bear that i'm that I have in front of me uh, it, it decreases function of the stomach for example it increases uh, decreases uh, tissue regeneration so it has a concrete physical effect on the body and that's when fascia as an understanding of what fascia is and what fascia does automatically means that you have to include everything and that becomes quite challenging but also quite interesting and that's the reason you have to think in in uh, uh, in terms of adapt uh, the body as a living adaptive systems because you can't fathom all the intricacies of of how this works uh, in all its details at the same time that's mm. not possible so you have to you have to uh, alter your your way of thinking as we've been saying time and time again by now but when i started looking at fascia research i i, I started to actually look at a paper that was because I want, want, it was not that it was a paper that actually tried to un, to explain the definition of fascia and it was made up of students so it was not a high uh, level paper but it was a like a map for which scientific paper had they been looking at so i started to to look at the the that was the paper I started looking at and then started to look at that the different papers they have a reference to. Uh, the thing when I started looking at the fascia research was like 2014. Uh, 2019 we actually employed one person. To, <laughs> that's that's a scientist that can't read scientific paper. And she has gone through like I think six thousand of them. The thing is the thing that's happening in the scientific area is, as we see it is from the beginning, like in 2013, 14, or 15, when we were in, in Washington, it was mainly therapists and some doctors and some osteopaths. And, and, and the, 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 the papers were more um, clinical papers. We do this kind of treatment and, and that happened. Now we, in the scientific area, you have like everything. Uh, it's It's... Neil Thesis from, from the liver sector, and then you have people that do the lymphatic system, and you have people looking at cancer, and you have people looking at whatever, because it's they're, they're coming together from, from spots to the whole. The interesting thing to, with, with, with that's that I think you can go into more pepper. The, the, the problem is that when you look at different issues in the body like all all the diseases of of civilization of inflammation but how do you detect inflammation how do you detect you don't Infl- no, yeah you don't. so so you treat inflammation with anti-inflammation uh, p- p- uh, medicals but mostly anti-inflammation medicals yeah, actually destroy the fascia the connective tissue so one of the the, the uh, scientific ever met from the, from the beginning was a, a, a really good anesthetic, anesthetic um, professor in Uppsala and he had done a study on whiplash 
and whiplash is concussion. It's it's is when you do when you <laughs> when you do uh, collision with a with a car. It's lots of pressure. <laughs> so he actually found that it was inflammation in the musculoskeletal system uh, in the neck area. And I said the problem is that you use the wrong nomenclature because it's inflammation in the fascia system, not in the musculoskeletal system. The problem is he actually found that 100% of the whiplash patients he had had inflammation in the, in the neck area, but they don't have any treatment for it. So the problem is when you look at things in a non-physical way, and we are physical, then it'd be hard to do treatment in the medical industry. So I think the, the interesting thing that we have been doing with, with uh, whiplash patients and, and patient, patient, uh, people with pain or different kinds of, of... We try to see if we, can, if we can treat them by loosening up the area and, and, and reduce the pressure. And usually the body heals itself. The, the problem with, with, with some kind of traumatic, traumatic, uh, tra- traumatic accidents is that uh, it's also mentally... They are they are still in the in the concussion. They are sit, still in the, in the in the trauma, and the problem is that the living body doesn't get out of it. So so uh, uh, I think the the problem with the, the scientific area now is to 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 go into a fascia field would be quite hard in the way of scientific community look today. So the thing we do in in why we do the fascia guide too, or and and why is that we we are going to t- we we do treatment also because we have like three, we treat two thousand pay- people every month. Uh, it's we have all the um, the cases that we can that we can show how fascia perspective can help them to understand why they are ill. So and and I think it would be interesting. I think fascia as a as a perspective could change lots of things with how we look at the living body. So when asking a question, what is fascia? We could answer with, well, it's the structure and the flow around every cell. It's yeah. the fabric of life. It's the it's uh, this thing that is outside everything. So that's one way of answering it. The other way of saying, what is fascia? Well, fascia is a new perspective. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of looking at things. Yeah. And we, we did an interview with uh, a veterinary called Vibeke Elbrun from Copenhagen mm. back in 2018. Uh, because we, we developed a course, uh, an education for professional horse therapists, like to learn how to understand fascia and how to treat horses, uh, how to treat the fascia and horses. So we interviewed her to be part of that uh, and that education. So we went to Copenhagen, me and Camilla, who is the one who reads all the research, and and she had prepared the, the lecture on fascia that she was going to uh, hold a month after we went to visit the VBK uh, in, in Schöpenhavn. And then she showed us a three-hour-long lecture about the current research because as a researcher she had access to everything before it was published or when as soon as it was published and she had colleagues that shared the work and because she was one of the first or the first to publish a fascia paper on horses she had to go through a lot of research about 
fascia on humans to understand mm. what she was talking about. And when she went through the lecture, Camilla said, oh, damn. I need to remake my whole presentation. Mm. For, whole course. for, for, a, for a, my whole course. I need to include these new things that I had. So that's, mm. that's how much, and she was reading research, so that's how much things could be changing. Um, the other thing that she said, Vibeke, that was really interesting, was that what frustrates people with fascia, what's um, annoying with fascia, what, what's um, perplexing with fascia is that people have to start from scratch. Mm. So you have to put everything you learned on a shelf and then learn about fascia and then put everything you learned back in again. Because what is fascia? Fascia is a new way of thinking. It's a mm. new way of looking at the body. It's like... And, and it's anatomy. It's pure mm. anatomy. Mm. There's no hocus pocus. Mm. It's it's extremely clear. You can see it. You can see it in microscopes. You can see it in uh, in ultrasound. You can you can really see what it is. But to understand it, we have to understand that it's a completely new way of looking at things. Mm. So it is a completely new way of looking at things. And the interesting thing with it is that it's fascia in itself doesn't care that we have been trying to understand things as part before. It mm. doesn't care that we have, that we as people have se- separated uh, our thoughts and feelings and our, what's in us and what's outside us and, and this part. Fascia just, just is. Mm. So it's not like we need to discover something new here. We just need to learn to understand something that we've had for as long as we've been humans. So it's, mm. it's, it's not something new in a way, but it's a way back to understand our body in a in a different way what's interesting with it what, what's really fascinating for us who's been working full time with fascia for more than 10 years is that it's everything fits in fascia it's a way to explain different cultures different way of looking at things um, traditional Chinese medicine uh, Ayurvedic medicine you can you can fit it all into fascia because you can understand how things are connected to other things you can understand things as a whole and it's also a way to understand us as individuals because my body is my fascia has adapted to all the things I have ever done all the things I've ever eaten all the feelings I've had all the thoughts I've had everything fits in my fascia costume which means that we can, we have a new way to understand the individual variations within um, a community or within a group of people. So we can understand the very individual variations, the very um, special how special we can be. But we can also try to understand, from a principal point of view, how things work as a whole. Mm-hmm. If we look at uh, what stimulates flow, what stimulates um, um, regeneration, what stimulates stimulates healing, what stimulates uh, growth, and so on. So it's it's an opportunity to look at things in a different way. But then we have to look at things in a different way. Mm. And the body can really heal itself uh, really fast, or usually it can heal itself. And if you look at that perspective, so I had a um, so. A, um, it's it's interesting to see with a perspective of fascia and 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 what it is what it happens uh, for instance with a whiplash i had a whiplash c- a patients like a customer in the first of may and she had been she was 43 years old 
she has been in a car accident and they were looking at her her car how smashed it was not at her and she and she she had she, she had a and she was she had a had been visited with with a neurologist in Gothenburg and she's he, he said that maybe you're hurt in your nervous system and but she didn't get any help from anybody so she she has been brain fog uh, uh, pain uh, not functioning uh, uh, mother of three shy children uh, not so so everything has been upside down and and i explained when i when i met her i was sat down with her and we and we and we looked at the body her she was she was how much of the concussion was in the body still by by pressure and i said the pressure is still there and we can try to remove it but the problem was not not so much the pressure the problem was the amount of of hopelessness and and not to be listened to and not to be understand and am i going to be this for the rest of my life is was this all life i had can i be uh, uh, attractive to my husband um, can i be a mother again so all these thoughts were going round around 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 so much of the thing as you're going to be you're going to be uh, you're going to heal but the problem is that could also be uh, are you sure because i have so i have met so many people but you have a concussion you have a you have been in an accident so um i i try between treating her for uh, uh five five maybe eight or t- eight times and she has been on on the meeting she was on a, on a fascia workshop um now she is see the light in the tunnel now she everything is ever not so much she had one one so now she sees that yes i'm going to be he he again as and as a new person the problem for her is was also in the experience of not being seen not being heard not all the because we don't think that these kinds of thoughts uh give because but, but the thoughts are in our bodies so and that's another thing we we don't have any in the in the medical industry we don't see um the the the, the mental aspect of of a, a wound or or a concussion or a, a to be not heard or to be have pain and and i had the one that is to have to go to a psychologist psychologist to to understand the pain but the pain is physical it's not it's not in the brain so so i think it's going to be many different things you can learn by a fascia perspective just just not but not but the physical thing but also the the way people have been what have they been through and and how hard is it to to not be seen and heard i have one uh, final quote that i think could be an interesting way to sum it up or take this uh, end this episode yeah uh, it's from Carol Davis, who is Professor Emerita of uh, Physical Therapy, University of uh, Miami. And here is her description of of fascia and what what happens with fascia, so what what it is and what it does. So the internal milieu 
of our extracellular matrix is a wholeness, a oneness. No longer can we perceive fascia as plastic wrap surrounding all our muscles and organs. Every one of our 35 to 75 trillion cells is embedded within this living, vibrating, multidimensional biotensegretal fascial web. No longer can we see fascia as the container of all our separate parts, our organs, nerves, blood vessels and cells. No empty spaces, no layers, just a continuous dynamic web of soft matter matrix and cells from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. Then catastrophe strikes, a wound appears. Mm. The oneness of the dynamic web is forever altered and the miraculous body-mind automatically shifts into self-healing mode, plugging the hole and covering the gap with what we learned as of us children to be a scab. The marvelous pulsating dynamic symmetry of the biotensegrity hole is interrupted by a patch, a living patch, but a permanent break in the symmetry. I think this is a way to beautifully beautifully sum up wholeness, Mm. how how the body is one, and when so so a wound appears, a small thing that could be that could be uh, a word, a thought, a hit, a mark. Whenever we were hit with something, whenever something touches us, it affects the whole at the same time. Mm. And looking at it, looking at fascia this way, looking at the body in this way it helps us with two things uh, or more things perhaps but two things that I can think of one is to understand how how complicated it is in one way but how simple it is in one way to see that I am the sum of everything that's ever happened to me my body is, is the sum of all that's ever been here, that's the one thing that is interesting to understand, the other thing is that how amazing the body is all the time taking care of all the pressure that's going on. Mm. So how even if you're even if you're not happy with yourself, your body, whatever, it does so much, the fascia does so much all the time to keep this this wholeness dynamic and living and flexible and adaptable and it's 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 a living it's a living thing <laughs>